Welcome back to Raise Your Vibes. This is Miriam Khan. At the moment, if you're a keen listener, you'll know I've been going through quite a tough situation in my own personal life, where for the last two years, I've been trying to get out of a very, very toxic marriage and uh, have filed for divorce twice. And throughout that journey, throughout that time, lots and lots of individuals, you know, your close friends, people are close to you, acquaintances as well, when they have a little, you know, insight into what is going on in your personal life, will say, don't tell people your business. Correct. In some respects, we shouldn't be telling everybody our personal business. But there are, there are times when we must also choose to voice what is going on. Now, I made the decision several months ago to start voicing my journey, to start doing it when it was raw as hell. And that is because, one, it's authentic. Two, I'm standing in truth. Three, I know it can help someone else in the same damn shoes, in the same situation, in the same predicament, not knowing what to do. We can have all these psychologists, psychoanalysis, various doctors of mind telling us, you know, this is what you're doing, this is the reason, and you know, don't get me wrong, want to study my doctorate myself. However, sometimes these individuals, they mean very well, they're doing it as a business, they're doing it as a career. But until you've actually walked that path and until you've actually felt those ripple effects of the emotions and the drama and the conflict and the peace of overcoming your trauma, you're not going to fully understand what is going on in someone's psychological mind. It doesn't matter if it's a divorce you're coming out of. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship that's ended. Maybe you're someone that's in a situation of toxic environment toxic abuse you know what seems to be coming to me more and more as a ripple effect with the people I've been counselling despite the fact I'm going through my own things is there is this underlying presence of the narcissistic toxic abusive power that some individuals seem to have over us and We, when we're in that relationship initially, you know, we're love-bombed, we're love-phased, we're love-stoned, as Justin Timberlake says, you know. We don't see what's really in front of us. We get a mirror image of it, we get glimpses of it, but sometimes we, we are our own enemy because the penny will drop, you know. There's almost like an epiphany that occurs to us several years later, several months later, it could be several, several, several decades later where we realise what the hell was I doing staying in this toxic environment, this toxic person. And often, you know, we get very, very mad, very mad, quite rightly so, at the other individual that's taken away our power, taken away our light, taken away our energy, our financial warmth, our love our whole essence and our whole being. Of course, you have every right to think that, every right to feel that. But we also have to take ownership ourselves as well. We willingly gave that away. We willingly 
gave up those resources, whether it was out of a need of a love, want, neediness, we're wanting this reciprocation of love when actually it's not love. And really, if we took a mirror and we hold it up to ourselves and we look at it closely, we actually realize the person that's missing the jigsaw piece is not the individual we've spent our time with, but it's us. The person we've spent time with over that period of time chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, took away who we were, who we are, who we should be. There's a lot of power dynamics going on in that relationship. We've allowed them, we've enabled them to take away our power. We haven't stood in our light, we haven't stood in our strength, we haven't stood in our fears. Because all of those have to be addressed before you come out the other side. When I was studying my second master's, one of the things that we came across was two theories, Foucault and Derrida. Look them up. But one of the concepts was looking at this idea of punishment and prisons. And believe it or not, I was studying English literature. <laughs> but those concepts were coming in, the psychoanalysis, the psychotherapy. Quite amazing stuff, actually. Look into that when you're ready. But I remember looking at this concept of prisons and this concept that Michael Foucault had about how society keeps themselves trapped. You know, there's lots of theorists out there that now differ from him and differ from his ideas, quite rightly so. People are entitled to their opinions. But one of the things that struck a chord with me is coming to this concept that many people nowadays called Illuminati, not necessarily the Illuminati, but coming to this concept of panopticism and the fact that we're trapped, or we think we're trapped in this prison, we think we're trapped within society watching us. There was experiments in the 1950s and 60s, and you can look it up, where people were in prison cells, and the tower for the prison was actually in the centre. Often there was a prison guard, sometimes there was not. And there was all these psychological experiments to see how mankind would react, knowing that they couldn't escape, that wherever they went, Big Brother was watching you. And it's quite an interesting concept, isn't it, if we look at it now? Because in our own lives, we can't escape. In our own lives, there are people constantly watching our moves, constantly reporting back to other people what we're doing, whether that's on social media or conversations. And sometimes we don't realise it. We think we're free. We're not. We're trapped. We're trapped in this illusion. We're trapped in this illusion of a relationship we think is beautiful. And actually it's not. It's toxic. And it was never good for us in the first place. But we clung on and we clung on and we clung on with our, with our nails for sheer life. Why? Why do we do that? Why did we punish ourselves when we know quite rightly this is not the right thing for us? This person is not the right person for us. What is it about us? What is it about our hearts, our souls, our minds? What is it about our patterns that we still need to break? What toxic traits do we still need to address within us to heal, to finally just go, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I am not doing this pattern again. And you know, it's often the most broken 
that are the most loving. And that's because we have this innateness about us where we need that love, we need that care. We want to be wanted, we want to be needed, we want to be loved. And as I discovered a long time ago, and in a very difficult way, that has to start with yourself. Until you're happy in yourself, until you are uh, content with yourself, you're not going to allow those people to really chip away at you. It doesn't make it easy though. There are still going to be people that come into your life that will test your boundaries. There are going to be people that will test, you know, is this person doing what I think they're going to do? Are they going to let me walk all over them? When you're coming out of a marriage and when you're coming out of a very serious relationship, especially when it's toxic as hell, the best way I can describe it is coming off drugs. To be fair, I've never tried drugs. Never have done, never will do. Partly, that's my own initiative. It's also down to do with my career. I'm very um, career-focused in that respect. But I also respect my body and my mind and my soul to get latched on to those particular things. That's me personally. However, these toxic relationships, these you know, emotionally bonding, crushing, heart-soul-breaking relationships often leave us with the massive scars. And they leave us with the trauma. We find ourselves very, very scarred, very, very hurt, very, very pained and traumatised. And what's interesting is that the person that does it to us will have no guilt, no concept, no consciousness that what they've done is wrong. What does that say about us? You know? We'll often, when we go through those tumultuous sort of breakups, because sometimes we break up, get back together, break up, get back together. Often, we'll say to ourselves, no, not going to do that again. And we do. We do. We fall back into it. We fall back into it because of our, you know, delusional self thinking this person will change thinking this person loves me and I love them, thinking they've made a mistake, they're human, they're going to change. The reality is they're not. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly the buttons they're pressing. They know exactly the reaction they want. And it's up to us to wake up and see that the person that actually needs to change, the person that needs to make better decisions, the person that needs to close that door once and for all, put a lock on it, put a bolt on it, throw away the damn key and move on is me and that's the hardest thing as well to do when you try to leave when you try to get out you keep being sucked back in a bit like the godfather line but it's true you keep being sucked back in you want to leave you want to detach you want to move forward something keeps holding you back family friends people that you thought were your allies people that you thought had your back, people that you thought you could lean on in the most difficult times in your life are often the ones that let you down. Sometimes when they do offer help and you're you're drowning, you know, you're drowning in your well of pain, of torture. You want someone to throw you a rope in that dark, deep well and help you escape. Sometimes it'll come, but with a condition. And you have to watch out for those people as well. They're toxic as well. Because when you genuinely come from a place of love and care and someone has walked your path, you will always give that love and help unconditionally. 
You'll become wiser about who you give your time to. You'll become wiser and realise that that person needs my help right now. It might be that I can only give them five, ten minutes of my time, but the point is I stop what I'm doing and I put them first. Because they need me. Sometimes we have to lean on someone stronger than us, someone who's walked that path. Does it make it easy? The one thing I recall in my personal life that I think made me strong as hell, although I was much stronger before, was when I was homeless. And I was 21. And in months before I was going to be 22. And I will never ever forget that time. Never. It made me who I was. It made me who I am. And living on the streets was extremely difficult. Knowing that nobody was there for you, nobody was going to help you, nobody was going to support you. And years and years and years back, when other people are going through very similar situations, you've supported them, you've helped them. And you really don't know how you did it. It doesn't matter what you believe in, your faith, your spirituality. Sometimes spirit, God, the world, angels, whatever it is that you believe in, they're there to help guide you. They're there to help support you through these very, very difficult times. And we do get through it. And we do help empower others as well. The worst thing we can do is to judge. We must listen to our friends. We must listen to our loved ones when they're in pain. We must listen to them. Sometimes we have to tell them harsh truths. They're not ready to hear it. But it's only because we come from a place of love and we come from a place of care. And we want that person to finally see who that person was that they were with. I've said this before. Sometimes the person that you are with in a relationship, you know, they practically have cataracts scenario. And we do it to ourselves too. We put them on this pedestal. We don't see who they really are. They've been showing us, they've been showing glimmers of it. We're just so engrossed in that love affair, of that concept of love, that we don't really realise we're actually having a relationship with the devil. But just remember, the devil can be tamed. And the devil can be put to a side, and the angel can outbalance and outweigh and move forward. But it's all a matter of concept and it's a matter of time and it's a matter about self-preservation. We can't allow ourselves to drown in our pity, in our pain. Of course it's natural to go through that and of course it's therapeutic and cathartic to go through that. Because we have to. We have to let that grief go. We have to open up our heart chakras and really, really feel, really feel that pain. And we have to really go within deep within and look at our past traumas and look at our inner child and think what is that inner child telling me what is it that I still need to work on God what is it that I still need to address what is it that I still need to move forward from because until we've worked that out we're not going to be happy within ourselves completely you're going to keep repeating the same patterns you're going to keep going back keep being sucked in keep being you know taken back as a fool and we're not we're wise souls 
We're wise souls with weak hearts and vulnerable hearts. And it's only when you crack that heart chakra wide open and you really deal with all your trauma, all your fears, all the hidden fears, all your hidden inner wounds that you've not really dealt with, that you really start to see that in order for me to go forward, I have to start making better options, better choices. If that means cutting people out of my life, blocking them, if it means sending a very, very heartbroken text message whilst crying your eyes out to someone that you deeply love, you have to do that. You have to walk your path. We should never be afraid of being on our own. And we should also never be afraid of having love in our life as well. When it's the right time, these things will come to us. But what we have to remember is the journey of getting there. Step back, look at your pain, feel it, let yourself heal. Move forward from it, embrace it and embrace yourself. Tell yourself how beautiful you are when you're ready. Tell yourself how amazing you are, how awesome you are, how much of a special person you are, how unique you are, flaws, warts and all. Because we are, we are beautiful beings. But the people around us, the people that we've chosen to have around us have taken that beauty away. And it's your time to shine, it's your time to heal, it's your time to grow. And until you get rid of the shackles of your past, the shackles that are holding you in your own prison, where there actually isn't a prison guard, as I mentioned before, it's only then you realise you're actually free. You don't have to keep running back to this toxic person. You don't have to keep running back to the abuse, whether it's financial, mental, physical, spiritual. You don't have to go back, you go forward. You learn from it, you heal from it. And you help others in the same scenario. There's no judgment because you walk that path and you walk that path to enlightenment and you've walked that path to freedom and you've walked that path to emancipation. And once you do it, you'll be free forever. Maya Angelou has a famous poem about I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. If you don't know it, you need to look it up. But you know, I understand more and more as I've got older why that cage bird stayed in there, but also why the cage bird loved the freedom as well. All of us are our own masters of life. Don't let anybody think they can control you. Don't let anybody think they can tell you what to do. Lead your heart with love. Lead your heart with life. Leave your heart with passion and empathy and sincerity. Come from a place of kindness. Come from a place of giving. Holy. Don't hold on to any attachments. Don't expect anything back. Give freely. And help others in the same situation as you. I'm sending blessings. I'm sending healing. And I'm sending love and light to anyone going through this. 
because it's not an easy decision. It's not an easy path. But you will get through it. God bless. Take care. Bye for now.